I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio right across from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hello, Matt. All right. Today, what is happening? Well, we're going to kick things off, as always, with a little ranting. Then we got worse things first, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then we are diving deep into my 10-year anniversary with New York City. That's right. Start start spreading the news. <laughs> this little worm has been in the Big Apple a whole ass decade, folks. Oh, wow. So now I'm officially legally allowed to bitch about it, even though I have been bitching about it since the very first day that I got here. Right. When I thought I would have to turn right around and go back home, but I didn't. You didn't. Look at that. 10 years ago. And finally, we'll get to all the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier with our chaser. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's. Start the show. All right, Barry, let's do our gripes of the week. What is your gripe this week? I don't know. Can we just say like everything? (laughs) Yeah, something is in the Uh, air this week. Something is in the air. This is the moment where I'm like, the air pressure is off. Yeah. This is where I see people tweet about like, oh, you know, the barometric pressure in Mm -hmm. New York City is is high this week. And I'm like, oh, is that why I'm depressed? Right. Yeah. Is that why I'm a huge bitch? And I'd like to think, yes, that's why. Yeah. But there's this specific thing that happens when you're in a bad mood, when you're just grumbling around, upset and angry. And then your pants rip (laughs) (laughs) and it's like the whole world has fallen apart. Mm -hmm. But really what's fallen apart is the seams of your pants and it makes you feel terrible about everything, but especially yourself. And Mm -hmm. today, while already in the mood that I'm currently in, which is remarkably not good. Right. (laughs) What happened? My pants ripped. (sighs) Yeah. Um, So that's just kind of like where things are at for me. And I just want to say, fuck you, pants. Uh, all pants really but um just the audacity of a pair of pants to go ahead and rip it's like who's in charge here you or me i think the answer is me i bought you i own you and yet you have the audacity pants to just like ruin a whole day yeah i really don't like when that happens (laughs) (laughs) so annoying it is yeah it's annoying because it's like not only have you broken something that you own yeah and that uh, like were expensive and i got like nice ones because they're like good quality or whatever yeah not good enough no apparently or really what that means is they don't have spandex in them and the whole point of spandex is to give that little stretch and room yeah yeah how come good stuff doesn't have a little bit of give right it's supposed to be like the stitching is better so it doesn't 
it doesn't break. Yeah. Well, yeah, and cotton and blah, blah, blah. All of that, sure. Um, the point is, yeah, it is horrifically depressing when that <laughs> happens. Um, because A, you have to buy new pants, and then B, yeah. it reminds you of what a blob you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. SpongeBob wrote a whole song about it. And you know what? He was right. That's true. But he really made a whole meal out of it you yeah know? he really ran with it i need said, to, i need inspiration not... like that you know it's yeah. like why am i taking this moment and bitching about it on the podcast when i could be turning this into a rock career exactly <laughs> you could be doing an entire charade on yeah. the beach for larry the lobster yeah but here you are sitting in front of me instead <sighs> a different kind of lobster <laughs> it is shocking i should say that even though we joke about being in a bad mood every week mm-hmm. um for the nature of this podcast it is incredibly difficult to record a podcast when you're actually in a bad oh, mood oh <laughs> yeah 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 i'm drinking coffee at 4:30 in the afternoon which is unheard of for me because i'm like got to snap into it you know uh it is uh yeah you know what i our lives are so hard, <laughs> is what this is beginning to sound like. Remember, just remember that picture of all of the galaxies. I keep having mm, to remind yes. myself. It's like we, none of this matters. Right. Um, we're all just tiny specks. Tiny specks. And, but you can't think about that too much because no. then you'll spiral in the other direction. The point is, just remember, nothing matters, but also everything is important. And I should just wear more comfy, stretchy shorts. Yeah. That's the real answer here. And you know what? All of those were in the wash. That's why this happened. Anyway, what's going on with you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my gripe, I'm just going to continue bitching about Truffles. I mean, Truffles the puppy. She's truly my chaser of the week. She's the only thing that's brought me joy. (laughs) And I have my own dog. (laughs) She is in the room with us. Um, Fortunately, she is not paying attention. She's asleep and she's so cute and I love her. Yeah. um, My gripe is that I brought her to her very first veterinary appointment. Oh. And spent a smooth $600. (laughs) And of course, it's like, okay, you get a new puppy and it's like you expect there to be a bunch of like upfront costs. That's not like going to be a regular expense every single month. But yeah, you put down for the exam. It was like the exam was like a hundred something dollars. And so I paid that. And, uh, you know, they gave her a couple shots. They did like a fecal test. They she did have an ear infection that I probably gave her when I gave her her first bath, which is really encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> ear infections are super common. Don't yeah. worry. It's OK. She's got floppy ears. It's going to happen. Right. So they did all that. And then they were like, OK, you're all set. You can go. And then um, I went out into the lobby and I was like, am I good? And they were like, oh, there's just a couple of extra charges. It'll be 500 something dollars in addition to the 100 I already paid. And I was like, what did you do to her? (laughs) I was standing right there. Surely all of the stuff that you did is not worth $600. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. That's the thing. It's like, let's be real. It's not worth that. Yeah. And the insane thing was like all the stuff individually was really not that much, but it all just added up so quickly. And I was like, I didn't ask for any of this. You just did it. Mm hmm. My least favorite thing, because what they'll do at my vet is they'll give you an assessment of what it would all cost for what they need to do. And then they sit and they go through each thing and they're like, is there anything here that you want to take off? Because like, right, it could mean the end of his life. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> so oh, you have right. to decide, decide each item one by one. And I'm like, I guess just fucking do all of it because I don't want to be a bad mom. Right. But th- it's like. They think that they're helping, but they're actually just making you feel guilty and you're going to do the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad I was not presented with that option. It was better to just kind of get it punched in the face at the end. Mm -hmm. But um, 
did not feel great. No. Yeah. But how'd she do? She was, was she? Oh, yeah. A I mean, girl? she's fine. She oh, had great. an ear infection in both ears. Uh, <laughs> both ears, no. <laughs> which is like, uh, not only do they charge to stick a swab in her ear and look at it under a microscope, yeah. which is like, you're looking at it under a microscope. Yeah. Like, I respect what you're doing, doctor. You did have to go to like veterinary school, but right. also. I got a microscope at home. You know what I mean? Right, like, like I, I did that in biology. And right. Like not even AP bio, just I got, regular bio. I got three times zoom on my iPhone. Yeah. I can zoom in on that. I don't need your fancy microscope. It's not like you're paying for like equipment. You already got the microscope. <laughs> Why does it cost that much just to look at? The fact that I was charged both for the swab and then for the treatment. It's like, no, <laughs> it should all be in one. Yeah. Anyway, so besides the ear infection, she's fine. I mean, they still don't have any idea how old she is <laughs> or how big she'll get. <laughs> oh, she's full of surprises. She was like, yeah, she probably looks like she's around four months. And I was like, I did see a full tooth fall out of her. And she was like, oh, well, that usually starts happening around like five to six months. So I was like, what is it? <laughs> You're actually confusing me more. And then she told me she could get up to 22 pounds. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, not really what I was expecting. I mean, I knew when I actually got her that she could get bigger. But yeah. Yeah. But 22 is still under. No. Is it 25? I think is the cutoff. For I think 25. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how strict it is. It's like if you can fit in the bag. Yeah. That's that's the important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just keep her on a diet and like get her used to small spaces. <laughs> I mean, she was fine in her little carrier on the way to the vet. And like we took an Uber there and yeah, only a little bit of barking. Anyway, the point is, I don't like the vet. And even though truffles look like she had a great time and she is healthy and good. The fact that they charged me um, like two venti coffees is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. What else? Do we have anything that the winos called in about? But let's check the rant hotline. Let's play it. Hey, Matt. Hey, Barry. Okay. So I decided that I wanted to be a teacher. Yay. So guess what? Now I'm a teacher and it's back to school time. And like over the summer, I forgot what it's like to be a teacher. And it's it's week one and I'm already over it. And the tip of the iceberg for me this week, honestly, I could call every week. There's always something. But the tip of the iceberg for me this week was that one of my first graders, I gave her a coloring sheet. And she said, no, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say no to me about coloring? And it's just like, it's coloring. You are six. Like, I'm just like. it's coloring okay I just wanted to say that thank you have a good day (laughs) that did sound cathartic yeah it sounded the the relief at the end of getting that off their chest I appreciate yeah I'm glad that we could be here for you I also just want to say like I'll never turn down a coloring book. That sounds great. Yeah. I mean, you are fucked if they're turning down coloring. Um, yeah. Because that is almost the easiest thing that you could possibly give to them. Besides and most just... fun. Like, school is all downhill from there for this kid. Yeah. I will say, like, um, unfortunately, I am legally obligated to relate everything back to being a dog parent now. Uh <laughs> It is so alarming to me to now be in a situation where I am responsible for overlooking someone else 
who can choose not to listen to me. Yeah. They're, like there are now outcomes beyond my control <laughs> that I don't appreciate at all. Right. It's like, why aren't you just doing what I want you to do? Right. You think you have autonomy here? Yeah. It's not right. And so I, I empathize. Yeah. And that's just one. I'm only dealing with one not even human. <laughs> they, the she idea doesn't of even have a classroom full of children who <laughs> may or may not listen to you and who could at a certain point mutiny right, and they could revolt. <laughs> overthrow you. Yeah. That's true. It must be terrifying to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, shout out to you. I'm sure you'll get back into your groove. You know, it's yeah. getting back to we're not even like halfway through September yet. I mean, we will be mostly by the time you listen to this, but oh, still. That's yeah, it is fucked i do have this like anxious pit in my stomach yeah. right now yeah no absolutely is it the coffee that you just chugged probably it yeah. might be it might be but it's still there <laughs> oh, nonetheless right coffee is bad for me right 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 but yeah. also make me feel so good so yeah. like what am i supposed to do with that no i have for the past few days just kind of felt the constant urge to throw up um yeah from anxiety yeah i think for me it's mostly no i don't have to get into it oh god <laughs> <laughs> As I drink more coffee. Anyway, yeah. we're all doing um, great. Hey, we're all doing great. If you're feeling weird this week, guess what? You are not alone, my no, friend. You're absolutely not. And we're all doing bad. Anyway, let's get into the headlines. All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest worst news of the week first. A person using a motorized wheelchair was stopped at the Milan airport when an Italian drug-sniffing dog sniffed out nearly 30 pounds of cocaine. Oh. That was stuffed into the leather upholstery of what I'm assuming was like a four-wheeled Vespa wheelchair. Oh, yeah. This was the finest luxury of a wheelchair. Because everything in Italy is either a Vespa or a Mercedes-Benz. Right. But okay, here's the best part. When the dog gave the drug signal, the person immediately stood up without assistance and walked. I mean, they did not need this wheelchair <laughs> um, because they're a liar. Yeah. And they were taken immediately into custody. The dog, um, whose name was Linguini Alfredo D'Agostino. Are you serious? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, did you name this dog? Linguini Alfredo D'Agostino Gristetti's Lucali Papa John <laughs> Meatball said, You come to me in my airport on your little motorized wheelchair. <laughs> I don't know why uh, <laughs> I had that accent. Um, anyway, the canine unit was deployed specifically at this airport to check passengers that were arriving from uh, the Dominican Republic because Italian police had flagged that particular route as one that drug couriers had used in the past. So they were like, we got you. We got you. You think you could just plug this little drug route into Google Maps and come right in? Uh, uh, uh. We're going to have our Italian dog sniff you out. What dog is Italian? Italian Greyhound is all I can imagine. And the idea of a bunch of like tiny Italian Greyhounds running around an airport being like, there's cocaine in here. Uh, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> is that the sound an Italian it's dog just, makes? All, all of those I just imagine. They are talking in a little tiny voice. You know what I'm talking about, right? Those How do you tiny think dogs. an Italian dog barks? A roof. A roof. <laughs> A roof. A roof, a roof. 
I can just imagine a dog looking at someone in a wheelchair being like, a roof. <laughs> and the person stands up and just run. <laughs> and then they pull out 30 bricks of cocaine out of this wheelchair. There was 30 pounds of cocaine, 11 packets, That's weighing a, a total of, of nearly 30 pounds. That, according to this article, could have yielded some 27,000 individual doses. Damn, okay. I'm right. <laughs> glad they specified that. Thank you. Um, and had a street value of 1.4 million euro. Okay. Which in dollars is 1.4 million dollars. <laughs> because... The world is fucked. And <laughs> yeah. The exchange rate doesn't exist right now. Police said that when the cocaine was found, the chair user, a Spaniard who had requested airport personnel to help guide their wheelchair, got up, walked without assistance, and was taken into custody. I love that they committed. They were like, yeah. no, I'm going to need help. Yeah. It's like, what's the best way to make them think I'm not a criminal? Have them help me. Yeah. Nope. Turns out the dogs can still uh, smell all that cocaine. Right. <sighs> Does cocaine have a smell? I mean, to these dogs, I guess. It reminds me of this TikTok that I saw, ring the TikTok bell, of when this man who had a bomb sniffing dog was at like a party. Did you see that? I did, but then I saw the the setup. Right. I mean, the setup was this guy with the bomb sniffing dog is at a party. It's like an outdoor thing. Everybody's running around and he focuses on the dog and he's like, wait, my dog is getting like a scent, but he's a retired bomb sniffing dog. So right. like, what is he smelling? And you follow it along and it's like, oh, it tracks it down into this dog house. And then he's like, oh, look, she found the bomb that I planted. Yeah. The fake bomb that I planted. <laughs> and it's like, you just let us on this sham. Yeah. To make it seem like someone was about to blow up your kid's birthday party? Like, if you're going to go... But you planted your own bomb? Right. If you're going to go that hard, like, do it for the bit. Bomb <laughs> your family. <laughs> yeah. Commit. That is the essentials of any children's birthday party yeah. in the year of our Lord 2022. Folding table. Cooler with Bud Light. Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, shout out to this Italian dog. Um, a roof. <laughs> Next, authorities in Liechtenstein, which it turns out is a country in the I'm Alps sorry? that I just learned. This what? is I just learned this information. Have heard the name Liechtenstein plenty of times before. Did I not think I'm know. confusing it with the artist. <laughs> what? Isn't there? Isn't there an artist? Wait, Liechtenstein. <laughs> Who's the artist who does the like comic book circles? I have no idea. You, Andy Warhol. No, shut up. Artist, comic. Style lit. Oh, Liechtenstein. Oh. No, it is. Well, it's Not also a country. Oh, wow, fascinating. It's a country. Spelled differently. It's a country in the Alps. It's a German speaking country. Authorities in Liechtenstein were debating the pros and cons of earthquake insurance at an official government meeting when not one but two earthquakes struck their shitty little country. <laughs> like L during the meeting? During their government meeting about whether or not to get earthquake insurance, two earthquakes hit them. Okay, I'm sorry, but turns out God exists. <laughs> if you were looking for a sign, that's fucking it. Um, one lawmaker had literally just warned in a speech the chances of all Liechtenstein citizens being affected by an earthquake were incredibly high when the first little earthquake hit and it was a smaller one and the lawmaker like laughed and then continued talking until the second one struck which was a bigger one and it started visibly shaking the room and they had to like stop the meeting and take a recess and um, the speaker announced uh, a 15 minute recess and said this is getting to be a bit much <laughs> 
you never know if there'll be aftershocks. No, lost it. A second. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they had to take a recess. Records show that it was a magnitude four earthquake, which means nothing to me because yeah, I never really not. learned the size of earthquakes. Sometimes I think it's five, but is it actually nine? Maybe it's seven. Who knows? A I lot don't of people know. know. Just not me. I don't know the earthquake numbers and I don't know the hurricane numbers. Yeah, Whenever no. they're like, oh, it's category three. I'm like, that means... Nothing to me. Like, give them... You're going to call it Hurricane Tina, but not give me a better description than a Category 3? Right. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? I really appreciate in the Midwest where it's like, with tornadoes, either there's a tornado or there's not a tornado. You know what I mean? Right. The difference between warning and watch, always a big thing in our household. Because I was like, what does it mean? (laughs) Because I was like, incredibly phobic of Tornadoes. tornadoes. Yeah. Like, deathly afraid, would sob and shake. Aww. And yeah, during my 16th birthday party, no, <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> if I was 16, just sobbing and shaking next to my birthday cake? You can actually. Yeah, um, 100%. No, uh, yeah, I never, I never learn earthquakes or hurricanes or bra sizes because I always grew Same. up thinking that double D's were like the biggest they get. Not no, even. That's it, it like goes barely. way down the alphabet. Right. You can have like Z's or some mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. But like culturally, right? Double D's were oh, like yeah. huge. Yeah. That was like, whoa, Pamela Anderson got her double. D- Did you remember Pamela Anderson had an entire sitcom called Stacked where she was a librarian and the joke was that she was just like big titty librarian? <laughs> you have you have brought this up before. I and I like feel I like we need it. to watch it. I feel like I drove. There's no way that entire sitcom was based on just that one joke. <laughs> We've come a long way as we a society. Have. Not really. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Liechtenstein police said no injuries or damage were reported. TBD on whether they're actually getting that earthquake insurance. Next, this was a story that was sent in uh, by a couple of people. At least two dozen people in Ohio have gotten sick recently from E. coli. No. The E in E. coli stands for excellent. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what? Excellent. Um, Ecstasy. Yeah. Wow. It's E. So that's when when people are at the club and they're like, you want some E? And they hold out their hand. It's equally that they have. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But if you get it just right, magical. <laughs> I don't actually know what ecstasy is. <laughs> or E. coli, apparently. Um, no, I really don't. I truly don't understand where E. coli comes from, how it can be in both like meat and also Lake like Michigan on any given Saturday <laughs> growing up. Or yeah, or like algae or leaves. I don't get it. Yeah. But anyway, whenever an outbreak like this happens, we've talked about this on the pod before, you have the little CDC men with their notebooks. They have to go out to everybody and ask them nosy questions about what they've been eating mm-hmm. lately to try to track a trend. Once again, I would love this job. Please. I would love to just go to people and be like, tell me everything you ate and also how it tasted and when you started to have diarrhea. <laughs> and um, findings say... They still don't quite know the definitive source, but many of the affected people have reported eating sandwiches with romaine lettuce at Wendy's. Uh Oh, Miss Wendy. That ginger bitch. Fucking people's stomachs With her fucking pigtails walking around (laughs) like she owns this place. You don't, Wendy. You're a minor. Okay. Trying to trying to entice me with your wet frosty. Oh, grow up. Turn 18 and then we'll talk. I don't, I don't like that. 
<laughs> me neither but keep it um, <laughs> i just i love that a anybody who refers to an item of food from any fast food uh, restaurant burger king mcdonald's wendy's as a sandwich instant disgusting instant ick i don't <laughs> instant cringe what would you call it instead a burger but it's not a sandwich. I mean, technically it is, but it's like, it feels like you're debasing a sandwich by calling that a sandwich. But like, isn't Wendy's also known for like chicken sandwiches? Or am I just confusing it with like KFC? Fuck. Right? <laughs> I forgot about chicken sandwiches. Yeah, I was like, there are definitely sandwiches on okay, the menu. Let me clarify. Okay. I don't like when anybody refers to a burger as a sandwich. Oh yeah, no, that's fucked up. Yeah. You can call a chicken sandwich a sandwich because okay. ultimately that is what it is. Right. But a burger is a burger. Yeah. And I forgot that they do serve other sandwiches. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so romaine lettuce at Wendy's is one commonality here. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you can't blame Wendy's for having E. coli ridden romaine lettuce. Gotta blame the big lettuce for that. Yeah. Romaine. Yeah. Wherever that is. Probably next to Liechtenstein. <laughs> Um, anyway, amid this outbreak, six people have been hospitalized. No people have died. But nationally, I mean, we are still in the midst of a like national E. coli outbreak. Oh, right. Uh, about 100 cases nationwide. Michigan has double the cases of Ohio. Indiana is also up there. Pennsylvania, New York, Kentucky. What do they all have in common? Who knows? Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> The true number of E. coli cases may be even higher. We don't know. As a precaution, Wendy's removed the romaine lettuce used in the sandwiches from affected regions. By the way, most shocking part of this whole story, this line, the fast food chain based in Dublin. I'm sorry, what? Wendy's is based in Dublin? Wendy's is Irish? Wendy. 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 You're frosted. What is it? What are they? You're frosty. You're frosty. Come get your frosty, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually do a pretty good Irish oh, accent. Oh, she is a redhead. She is a redhead. Wow. And finally, a small city in northwestern Iowa planned to make the opening of their time capsule no. one of the centerpiece events of its 150th anniversary, but it ran into a problem. Nobody knows where the time capsule is buried. Uh, <laughs> I, I just Didn't love that they, they bury <laughs> the map with it. <laughs> I just love that they are planning their 150th anniversary for their town. Good mm-hmm. for them. Great. And they were like, oh, I know. We'll make opening the time capsule like a major part of it. And they decided that before anybody was like, yeah, I got it right here. <laughs> like you would think that... It, the order of events would be before we announce that the time capsule is going to be the center, before we print the programs, right. before we mail out invitations, let's make sure we have the map. Right. Nope. You need Dora on this. Oh, that's right. And her freaky little backpack. Yeah. Her freaky... No, I was going to get sexual. And then I realized she was a child. Stop it. <laughs> I just like, okay, her backpack has a tongue is all I'll say. And um, the map in it, which she would pull out that map and it's like, okay, this map has three pictures on it. <laughs> How good of a map is it really? <laughs> the map is actually just like pulling out its phone and looking at Google Maps. <laughs> yeah. The Chamber of Commerce director said, we're trying to find instructions on exactly where it's at before we just start digging. I hope so. Yeah. 
<laughs> How big is this town that they're just going to start digging and hope that they find it? We think we know where it is, but to dig up concrete in the park when we have just a big event going on, we're just postponing that to a little bit later in the year. <laughs> Okay. Surprise, um, this town has made it 150 years with this kind of management. Yeah. By the way, the capsule was not buried 150 years ago. The capsule oh. was buried 50 years ago, which sounds less impressive. Definitely. But it's like, okay, 50 years, which fucked up 1972. Shut up. Fucked up. No. That it's not 1950. Right. Um, but the time capsule, yeah, was buried 50 years ago at a celebration. So it's like, yeah, yeah, 1972, you should still have right. those Did records. everyone just get like wasted at that celebration and forget? Right. They were all high on E. coli. <laughs> <laughs> the other events will go on as planned, but they're delaying the capsule unveiling until they can find it. The director said we still have every intention of finding it and digging it up. It's just a little more involved than what we originally had planned. This town has 5,170. 78 people okay so i just don't think that um there's ever been anything interesting dug up in a time capsule yeah no offense to sheldon iowa but what is a town of five thousand people which is today's number right. of population so about 50 years ago that was like 400 people probably that were putting <laughs> shit in a time capsule what did they have KKK oh no <laughs> It was Iowa, it was though. Iowa. We don't know. Um, corn. 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 Yeah. A big lump with knobs. <laughs> it's got the juice. It's got the juice. What if they pull out a recording of a song about corn and it's so close and he that kid is actually the reincarnated musician that recorded it 50 years ago? Yeah. That'd be crazy. It would be. Um, but yeah, I just feel like time capsules, keep them locked. Same with like tombs and mummies. Like don't open that shit up. Right. Leave it be. If it's in the ground, leave it there. Amen. Um, and that's it for this week's headlines. Next, we are diving deep into all the beautiful, terrible things about being a New Yorker. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can listen to the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right. Well, they say you're only a New Yorker once you've survived this city for 10 years. That is the official cutoff. And folks... You can slap my ass and call me a boring magazine for white people because I'm a New Yorker. Oh. Did it? Yeah. The New Yorker. That was a good one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I celebrated my official 10 year anniversary on September 3rd of, wow. of moving to New York. And let me tell you, it is an absolute miracle that I have. <laughs> I made it this long with even a semblance of my spirit left intact. Yeah. Because despite what Beyonce said, it is incredibly easy to break my soul. Uh, <laughs> I am one second away from having a complete and total nervous breakdown at any given moment in this city. Um, And in any city, really. But, you know, New York is an especially bad place to be on the edge. I often call it a magnifying glass because if you're having a bad day and you're in New York, New York will show you the most disgusting shit you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it will magnify everything bad. Absolutely. Because you really have to go looking for the gems. Uh-huh. Um, but all of the shit will show itself to you readily. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes, literally. Yeah, shit. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's crazy to think that we've been doing this podcast for at least half of the time that I've spent so in New York. So true. So it's only fitting that uh, we recognize this seminal anniversary on the pod with a deep dive on the lessons that I've learned as an official season New York strip stake. <laughs> lessons that I hope are applicable to people who live in any place, right? Because yeah. you know what they say, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But you probably can't. Probably not. Yeah, so don't even try. Anyway, um, <laughs> these are all of my super positive lessons about New York City. First... The smell of absolute hot, steamy, moist garbage. Cooked. Cooked garbage. Cooked garbage is delicious, actually. I want several candles of it burning in my house at once. Because you know what? What? It masks the smell of urine, blood, and semen. Mm, So true. That would be (laughs) emanating from almost every surface were it not for the glorious smell of garbage. Every whiff that you take of Mm -hmm. hot cooked garbage, Mm -hmm. you better be thankful for. Because that means you're not smelling something worse. Amen. And I firmly believe that. That is a half glass full. These are all half glass fulls. That was sort of the joke I was going for. It's good. Um, I like it. Hey, guess what? That one, it worked. Good, 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 good. Um, Yeah. Shocking to me. Actually, this is more of a dig at Chicago, Mm -hmm. our ancestral homeland, which had I, I remember how shocked I was when I first got on the L train in Chicago and found that there were cloth seats. Oh, yeah. That's gross. And like, yeah, you can't power wash that away. No. And what, you think people are going to vacuum that every day? No, there are stains that have been there for 50 years. Yeah, But here in New York, they say, no, everything is plastic Mm -hmm. and metal. uh, So we can bring a hose in here and wash away literally whatever atrocity just happened in the subway car. And you can go in and pretend like nothing ever happened. It's beautiful. Wash away the sins of New York. Exactly. With a hose. Never once have I seen a train car cleaned. No. But you know it must happen. I hope. Otherwise, they'd probably be covered in blood. And shit. Yeah. I've definitely seen like bloody tampons around, um, which I think is worse than human shit. But that is because I'm afraid of women. Um, but I do think, yeah, uh, it's upsetting to see any type of bodily fluid outside of the body. And guess yes. what? 
you're going to get a lot of it. Mm -hmm. It's exciting, though. You're not getting that everywhere. No. You're not walking to Starbucks in the suburbs and getting a a bloody tampon next to a pile of shit. No. On on the staircase. It's called decor. That you have to take to get to work (laughs) in your finest outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Next. I like spending $90 on a three-hour ride to the airport, actually, every single time. Yeah. Not including tip. In the back of a a smelly stranger's vehicle. Mm -hmm. That's actually fabulous. Not including tip. Exactly. Right. I actually love that the airport and the accessibility of the rest of the country is, like, impossible to get to. (laughs) It, It feels exclusive that way, you know? Yeah. You feel VIP. It does feel like that is, it's like New York is not throwing you right in. Mm -mm. They're giving you a trial run. When you get to the airport, they're saying it's bad right away. (laughs) You're not going to have a rosy ride from the airport and then you get out and it's bad. No, it's going to be bad from the start. Right away. And you're getting a trial run. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember the day that I moved here, I gave what I thought was my apartment address to the cab driver. Turns out he heard something different. (laughs) I think it's because instead of saying like the cross streets, which is what you do, I actually gave the apartment number. Oh, yeah. Which was 420. I do remember. And so he started taking me to like 42nd or something. And I started looking at my map being like, no, we're going in the wrong direction. And I said something to him and he freaked out. (laughs) Even though it's like the meter is still running, dude. I'm not like saying. Yeah, I, of course, was like the shyest, quiet Midwestern boy being like, sir, I'm so sorry, sir. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you you didn't just like let him take you wherever and then get out and get into a new cab. Yeah, it is pretty shocking that I didn't. Yeah, that's how you knew you were going to last 10 years. It's that I spoke up for myself. Yeah, on that first day. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. But when I tell you he was furious at me, (laughs) even though I still gave him probably $120 just for that one ride, I was like, yeah, uh, this is New York, baby. Uh, (laughs) uh, Next, you're actually supposed to fear for your life on public transportation, actually. It makes you stronger. Yeah. I like not knowing if the person across from me who's talking to themselves is going to jump up and stab me in the throat. (laughs) Right, right. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Otherwise, what you're just going to fall asleep and miss your stop. Right. But this way, you're constantly looking at how many more stops you have before you can get off this car. Yeah, yeah. I remember in Chicago was taking the commuter train from the suburbs into the city. And I probably have said this on the pod before. It was my birthday. And my mom called me to wish me a happy birthday. And a lady tapped me on the shoulder and said, this is the quiet car. (gasps) Hang it up. I swear all I said was, hello, thank you. (laughs) And the lady was like, hang it up. Um, That would never happen in New York. No. She would have pulled out a gun (laughs) and smacked me across the face with it. Yeah. And I would have deserved it. But also, um, there's no such thing as a quiet quiet car. Everyone (laughs) is screaming and yelling at all times. Yeah. You you actually learn to focus and drown it all out. Yeah. And that's why I'm really good at paying attention. Yeah. Because I'm really able to drown stuff out. It also builds an incredible amount of character. Yeah. I mean, I remember taking the subway in the dead of summer, being sweaty as fuck, having my hands in my lap, reading a book. And then standing up and there being two sweaty lines <laughs> pointing at my knees yeah, from my genitals. Right. You can't get that anywhere. No. Right. It's joyful is what it's character building joy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? 
rats are friendly actually and nice and, and good cute. and good for the ecosystem so good for the ecosystem and definitely not multiplying at an alarming <laughs> rate in their subterranean palaces <laughs> just waiting for their chance to spring up and declare themselves the ruling class mm-hmm. they're not no and i have learned that and they if any of them are listening friends. we're your friends we love you. I think of you as creative collaborators. And I am here. If you ever need me, mm-hmm. I'll turn immediately <laughs> against humanity. <laughs> and I will swear obeisance to our rat overlords. Okay, S-A-T word. Yeah, I don't even know if I used it right. I don't but, even know what it was, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> See, rats, this is the kind of intelligence that he can bring to your community. Yeah, yeah. Next! Avoiding eye contact is actually totally natural and a good survival tactic. Yeah, like constantly looking at the ground and walking in a submissive posture is normal and fun. (laughs) And that's how I like to walk out in the public. I don't like to say hi to other people. (laughs) I don't like to know people who are around me. I will say 10 years in, I still not have broken myself of the necessity of like, if someone with a clipboard is standing, I, I'm going to make eye contact. I can't avoid it. Oh, see, I think I've gotten better at that. I think I've gotten better at being like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, but I still can't stop myself from looking at them. Right. Rather, I, I just can't do completely ignore, which ultimately is more humane. I have been thinking lately about how I'm like, should I like actively work on strengthening my peripheral vision solely to spy on people around me? <laughs> that's true. Some people are really good at right. it. And I, that's probably like, yeah, spies use that and shit. Yeah. And like, I want to be able to gossip better. And I think that peripheral vision is the way to do it. It also would help in these situations where you're seeing someone you don't want to talk to. Yeah. You can see them and acknowledge that they're there without making eye contact with them. Right. Anyway, that's what I'm working on. I will myself. say it reminds me of one of my biggest pet peeves that I have not said on the pod before, which is that when you are talking to someone, say you're at dinner together and they are like, oh, the table next to us. Wait, if they're having a really juicy conversation. We have to listen. And it's like, OK, <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, weren't paying attention to me to begin with. And- <laughs> caught a glimpse of their conversation i don't give a fuck how juicy their conversation is you're talking to me right now do you feel like you're actually just tearing me down because i'm pretty sure i do this a lot but it's because i'm really good at listening to multiple things at once (laughs) no i mean it depends on the moment but for the most part how juicy it is right it's also because if you're then telling someone to like you're like oh we got to listen in then suddenly you're becoming really quiet and that's going to be weird and the table's going to notice right the important thing i also think is that you have to be like, wait a second, we'll come back to this and then go right. to that. Because I think too often what happens is you go to the other conversations and then come back and it's like what you were saying before does not matter. Right. Um, I think we just need to get better at being like, I don't care about what you're saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. Feedback taken. <laughs> but also on this note, getting into an aggressive confrontation with a complete stranger on the sidewalk on your way to work is a completely healthy way to start the morning. Yeah. But I do think that. It's like, why meditate? When you can just get your frustrations out on a stranger. Yeah. I think it taps into a, like our caveman brain. Mm hmm. Because it's like, yeah, we were actually getting too comfortable with just driving to work and not having to have any confrontation. Like, yeah. you should feel like you have to grab your wooden club on the way out the door mm-hmm. and fight off a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Yeah. But in this case, the saber-toothed tiger is a Goldman Sachs executive. <laughs> 
in a puffy Patagonia vest who is talking loudly on their cell phone and not moving out of the coffee truck way. Wow. Yeah. Fuck that guy. And so I see that, but my caveman brain is like saber-toothed tiger, woolly mammoth, and then I take out my spear Mm -hmm. and I stab him in the throat. And, and all as well. That is what New York has taught me. Yeah. Um, do you know like grounding? Like walking around without shoes on? Yeah, where it's like be in touch with the earth as right. a way. Like you have to do that because that's how we like every day historically and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's unnatural for us not to touch the earth every day yeah, and like touch sure. water every day. And it's like that okay. <laughs> <laughs> like touch the ocean. Yeah. Uh, that is how I feel about like getting into a confrontation with someone before sunrise. Mm, yeah. Because it's like, no, we're feeding the caveman like urge right. to kill. Yeah. <laughs> sound like a serial killer um, that's what living in New York does to you let's see next walking everywhere especially when the weather is getting exponentially more extreme and temperatures are soaring and even standing still outside is an excruciating toil that is the absolute best way of travel mm-hmm. that is what I've learned mm-hmm. I love walking outside <laughs> when it feels like I'm inside of an actual oven. I love carrying complete changes of clothes <laughs> yeah. and several handkerchiefs to wipe myself. Right. I love knowing exactly where I have to stand on every subway car to get even a modicum of air conditioning. Yep. I love knowing where the overhead fans are at every subway yes. station that they decided to turn off recently. I don't know, because they're using too much energy and we just bake down there mm-hmm. and fuck all. I love having having to duck into a sham jewelry store just for the air conditioning. <laughs> Even though I know at any given moment I could be drawn into an uncup gem situation <laughs> <laughs> where I'm fighting the mafia. I've never seen uncut gems. Nor have I, but it stands sure. what you just said. That also reminds me that I do love having to know where all of the public toilets are that, and which one is yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. There are like apps devoted to public restrooms in New York. Right. But I'm like, there is a part of me that's like, yes, I see the value in that. I would use that. But also I have too much pride to use that. I'm like, I need to know for myself. This isn't information that I can just rely on other people for. Yeah. And I mean, this is going to sound a little like indie alt rock pop artist of me. But like it, it reminds me of the phenomenon on TikTok where some girl posts about like, oh, you have to try this new bakery that opened. And it's like if I'm seeing it, that means it's already it's ruined. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. It means it's already gone wide enough that like now I know I'll never be able to go. Right. Because they're going to be long lines. They've ruined it. And that's how I feel about the toilet situation. Yeah. you got to keep that shit to yourself. So you can continue to shit by yourself in the public restroom. So ultimately, this item is I love gatekeeping where public toilets (laughs) are. (laughs) I love having to gatekeep where all of the best public toilets are. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Let's see. What else? Eating dinner in the quote unquote backyard garden of a (laughs) restaurant that's actually just an airless sliver of sidewalk next to the sewers is a romantic way to dine, actually. It's the only way to fall in love. When I tell you that the two of us recently went with the unhappy hour team to um, a little <laughs> un, a little unhappy hour, literally, drink session. Yeah. And this bar we went to said, oh, yeah, the garden is open. And we walked outside <laughs> to two tables <laughs> that were literally just on, like, a square of concrete 
in an alleyway. Yeah, it's not even alley. It's it's the space between two buildings. Yeah. It's like we, as our tall selves, could not stretch our arms all the way sideways. No. We would hit the wall of the next building. The oxygen back there? Non-existent. No, it was, there is it was no, technically outside, and yet... There's the absence of atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> it is like you are just in an airless <laughs> vacuum of damp, smelly nothing. Yeah. But you know what? That's beautiful. Yeah. I do remember the first time I went to a bar, like, back... It was Boxers, the gay sports bar. Um, yeah, I say with derision. Um, that used to be on like 22nd Street. And they had a backyard that people would go to. And that was also when you could smoke in those places that had like oh, a smoking area. So yeah. you were just like standing in like a hot box with a bunch of other like sweaty gays. You're trying to go outside to get air. And it's just like people exhaling a bunch of nicotine. Mm. Anyway. I love it. Um, similarly, it's actually fun to go to a bar that's just the basement of an abandoned grocery store and, and that should only fit 40 people, but is pumping hard at 300 deep and charging $19 for a 12 ounce hard seltzer. Oh, yeah. It's fun, actually. Yeah. That's what we're here for. It's all atmosphere. about building community. Yeah. It's like you can't get this anywhere else. No, 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 no. I mean, you could get alcohol for a lot less at right. any other bar in America. Yeah. But why would you do that when you could be in a sweaty basement? You could go to the tenement building section of your local history museum and live the life of a New Yorker in today's age. <laughs> you could. <laughs> but why would you do that when you can move to New York and live this life? Yeah. Yeah. When I tell you it is bars are charging i made a tiktok about this bars are charging far too much for a single beverage and it is an absolute travesty yeah because i'll spend it <laughs> um the fact that we went to a venue recently and they were selling buckets of white claws oh, yeah. and it was like 40 dollars for like three white claws yeah and it was like you can we buy all it know what these white claws cost <laughs> Yeah, there's not even the like artistry. There's no. not even the illusion of artistry of crafting a cocktail. No, I get going to like a fancy cocktail bar and they're adding, you know, fucking flowers right. into the beverage. I get I get like, OK, you at least fired up the smoker. Uh, you're putting a bunch of white claws in a bucket and you're going to charge me forty dollars. <laughs> When I could very well go to the grocery store and buy a 12 pack of these babies for 20 bucks. You better think again. Did I spend it? Yes. Um, speaking of which, paying $10,000 a month to rent a slowly <laughs> decaying coffin to live your little rodent life in is amazing, actually. Again, it builds character. Because it's like it feels like we're living a real life game of Monopoly mm. that we're always losing. Yeah. I have felt that. I have felt that of like, yeah, I'm in Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going <laughs> <No>. right. <laughs> you win some and you lose some, but unfortunately in real life, if you lose some, you go down pretty bad. Yeah, and like you're mostly losing. Yeah. You can't just roll the dice and hope that you win a beauty contest. Right. Uh, you really got to, you know, then you got to move back home and you know, wait until you earn enough money to move back. And it's like the fact that I made it 10 solid years without having to escape at all. 
pretty amazing. Well, I mean, I escaped for brief periods, right. but like, you, you know. lived here. Yeah. The fact that I lived in New York paid for rent. 10 years yeah. straight, paid rent for 10 years straight. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else? It's actually fun to never see the sun and to have seasonal depression nine months out of the year. <laughs> Because then how would I appreciate the other three months? Right. They would just go right by us. How do I know how good the sun is if I see it all the time? <laughs> I can't. I actually have to suffer the majority of the time to appreciate that sliver of hope. I know that people always make fun of New Yorkers for like when we post photos of a beautiful sunset. But what I don't think that other people understand is like we actually just rarely ever see the sun. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that it's pretty and we can see the sunset. Right. That's huge. Because yeah. most of the time we're just getting we don't know where it is off of our building. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I love every glimmer of sunshine I get because it only happens for a minute every week. Mm hmm. Uh, and collectively, that adds up to like, I don't know, 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and my brain is at an end. <laughs> but you know what? I made it 10 years. I made it 10 fucking years in this city. And my lesson is that it was worth it, even though I probably spent a smooth $2 million on rent. <laughs> Not far oh off, my honestly. God. I've never thought about actually calculating how much money I've spent on rent in the eight years I've been here. Really? No. I mean, I splurge on my apartment because I spend the majority of my time in my apartment and right. I work from home even before everybody else started working from home and <laughs> copied me. you're a trendsetter. <laughs> but um, yeah, when I think about like if I genuinely added uh, it all up, I could fully buy a house in cash. <laughs> uh, and that sucks. <laughs> But I do, I'm one of those people that it's like whenever anybody is like, don't you hate how mean everybody is and how gross it is and how like it's so expensive and how everybody is piled on top of one another and how you can't even take the subway without worrying that someone's going to stab you. And it's like, yeah, but also I would choose this over everywhere else. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. <laughs> Deal with it, bitch. <laughs> and um, that is my New York celebration. Let's get, let's, everybody with me. It's New York, baby. <laughs> and that is it for this week's Deep Dive. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we could take to make our world a little bit better. This week, listen, we got so many responses to our call out for teacher wish lists last week that we want to keep them going. Yeah. This is going to be our month of September back to school project. So listen, if you're a teacher, if you know some teachers, if you're looking to share some classroom wish lists, DM us on Instagram. Give us the info. We'll share it in our stories. If you're not a teacher, you don't know a teacher, click on one of the links and, and buy something and donate it to one of our, our teacher listeners. So we've been saving them on Instagram as a highlight. So if you miss them, you can go back. You can go through them, you know, pick some, donate to them, yeah. spread the love. And of course, you can find all of our Do Better White People shout outs in our Instagram bio. So if you want to look at all of the past things we've shouted out and, and get involved in those, you can. Love it. Now, let's get into the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what have you been watching? I just want to give a huge shout out to this season of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. The finale just came out. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, right. 
But like, it is just incredible. The season has been everything to me. It's truly been a chaser. I've watched, I think, every episode at least twice, if not more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just, they're so on it this season. It's so funny and just one of my favorite shows. Maybe of all time. It's getting up there. Yeah. So huge shout out to that. Rap Shit also just ended. And I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I love this show now. I'm very excited. I hope there's a season two. I love the characters. I'm fully in the story. It's funny. It's good. I really like it. But I'm sad because now that is done. And so is what we can do in the shadows. But thankfully, Rings of Power is out now. Yes, that is mine. That is yeah. mine. I mean, yeah, everybody who listens to this show knows we're Lord of the Rings fans. Oh, yeah. We're tol- deep, deep. Tolkien heads. Oh, um, Tolkien, you mean? <laughs> you stupid little beach i'm not like stephen colbert obsessed right no no but no. um i did yeah I but mean, we uh, did go see screenings of all three extended right. versions like recently <laughs> listen i've read the books we've that read the count. books but yeah rings of power love it so much mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i don't know what the fuck is happening it's just a pleasure to look at yeah I and just love to be i'm in invested it. Mm-hmm. yeah it's nice to be back in that world. Yeah. And we're also watching House of the Dragon, which we've been watching it together, oh, right. which is fun. Mm-hmm. But I just got to say, I appreciate the cap on gore in Rings of Power. You know, I just I right. appreciate what it's doing. They are two different shows. I think they get compared a lot, but they're two different shows for some overlapping audience. Yeah. But like you can watch both. Right. You know? They do they're different the same things family. for you. Yeah. yeah. They do different things for me. And I'm really enjoying them. I would ask what your non-TV chaser is, but I believe we both have the same non-TV chaser. And I just want to point out, like, it's not like, oh, we're both just thinking this. It's that I looked at your notes um, and and, no, we wrote the same thing down, which is (laughs) on the count of three, one, two, three. Don't Don't worry, worry, darling darling drama. drama. It is everything to me. (laughs) I love the absolute like implosion of this movie. It's just, it's good old-fashioned Hollywood at its best. The layers and layers. I love when, like, because it's, nobody's getting hurt right. here. It's it's right. fun. It's, like, just a, a scandal that is rooted, allegedly, in a whole bunch of people being, like, petty with yeah, one another. right. And that is what's, what's beautiful. Reading some of these, like, text messages and exchanges <laughs> um, is just hilarious. Also, like, the actor speak that oh has been God. charged in all of this. By the way, if I mean, I'm assuming everybody who listens probably is tangentially aware of this drama. No, like, honestly, the drama is too deep to even really get into right now like it goes so far back there's yeah, you y- need years. a whole board of red line look it up if yeah you just don't. look there it up are we're not gonna, articles. there are and like even those are missing some details and also like my tiktok my twitter my Instagram, everything is all about this and i just i don't want it to end yeah no I, it needs to go on forever. forever it's all that's keeping me going <laughs> yeah um one little piece of it yeah. was this video where Harry Styles sits down at a screening next to Chris Pine and Chris Pine like stops, looks down and people analyzed it and concluded that Harry spit on Chris Pine. And it is the fallout from that. The has been, <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I firmly believe he did not spit on Same. him. Um even if he did, because it's being lumped in with the drama of that movie, right. it's seen as malicious. As someone who has followed Harry Styles' career for the past decade <laughs> and, and was there for, like, 
red carpet screenings of the One Direction documentary, <laughs> I know that Harry Styles is a troll and <laughs> like a shitster and like would do something like that <laughs> as a joke. Right. But I don't think spit was involved. I think it's just a trick <laughs> of the eye. But like if it was, I firmly believe that it was just an inside joke between them. Not a malicious act. Right. Like the kiss with Nick Kroll. Right. Which was not. It was just like two guys being dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just them being like, you know like joking around yeah. i think like but it's the fact that everybody has been reading into oh everything. yeah oh yeah yeah and oh. and the fact that there probably is some real i mean there is oh real yeah there's drama definitely real drama amongst this cast i mean it's just it's just amazing it, it does feel like the internet i mean my favorite tweet was i haven't followed an event this closely since the january 6th riots <laughs> And the fact that we were all following it, like the premiere of this movie in real time on the internet was beautiful. It's really incredible stuff. Yeah. Thank you Um, to Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh, (laughs) Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Gemma Chan. For creating the Uh, drama of the year. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Nick Kroll. Anyway, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. Uh, Guess what? You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Grace Chen, Liz O'Malley, Meredith Rice, and Kirk Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky, our music is by Honsdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Oh, bye-bye. Da, 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 in New York, I said, Focus, Nimbus, and Woo, eh.